back with the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. Thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to hang out. And hopefully you're staying informed about the issues crucial uh, to your liberties, your freedoms, your governments, and so on. Uh, again, we've been talking with a variety of people this morning on uh, various things. One thing we talked with a uh, local teacher about, uh, Cadence Cohen, uh, she was... Uh, uh, planning on going to work this week, but uh, she's on unpaid leave because she will not submit to regular COVID-19 testing or show her vaccine status, uh, claiming that uh, the Healthcare Right of Conscience Act uh, gives her the right to not be discriminated against because of her healthcare decisions. Uh, and that is uh, something that uh, I think is uh, getting more and more prominence uh, in a, a little-known law that uh, people didn't really care too much about uh, two, three years ago. But uh, the Healthcare Right of Conscience Act is now becoming uh, front and center as uh, people are using this law that's been on the books since 1998 to challenge uh, executive mandates on vaccines and also on uh, having to submit regular testing. Uh, another organization that's uh, raising some concern here about uh, about the what, what could happen to the Healthcare Right of Conscience Act is the Illinois Fraternal Order of Police and President Chris Southwood joins us now on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Chris, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Absolutely, Greg, and thank you to WMAY Radio Springfield for having me on this morning. Thank you. No question about it. So we've been uh, looking at a whole bunch of different headlines for weeks and months. Uh, One headline that popped up was about a dozen, uh, I think it was out of Massachusetts, state police officers resigning because of the mandates that are uh, being handed down. And they're going to go back to their uh, local police departments. You've got uh, the vaccine mandate that the Biden administration's handing down uh, that could impact employers over 100. You've got the mandate that Governor J.B. Pritzker's handing down, uh, and uh, who knows where that's ultimately going to reach? But it, you know, it could it could be for a whole host of different industries. Uh, how's law enforcement been impacted so far in Illinois uh, when it comes to COVID nineteen vaccines? Not just from you know a state level, but also from a municipal level. Well, I, I think there's a lot of uh, anxiety, I guess, towards the uh, forced vaccinations. Uh, we're not against the COVID-19 vaccinations in any way, shape, or form. I mean, we're, we're not opposed to those, but we are opposed to uh, our membership and our members being forced to take the vaccine. So uh, it's certainly a concern. I know uh, Chicago Police Department, it is a huge concern there. Uh, many of their officers are saying they're not going to submit to the vaccinations. And you know, what do you do if you lose a, a third or, or a half of your force to this kind of thing? I mean, you're going to lose the streets of Chicago. Well, to and, grind. Then, and, and they're already I mean, I, one number I saw was a 12th Chicago police officer was shot, uh, shot in the leg this time. But, you know, we've had other fatal shootings. Uh, what would that mean if you see not just in Chicago, but elsewhere where there may be some vaccine mandates being handed down on local levels? Uh, what does that mean for uh, the possibility of uh, the streets becoming less safe? Well, I think it's clear and obvious since the uh, House Bill 3653 was passed and uh, also known as the Safety Act or known by law enforcement, known by the Illinois FOP as the Anything But Safety Act, uh, violent crime skyrocketing all across Illinois, uh, Chicago, all our major cities, Peoria, uh, Rockford, Champaign-Urbana, I mean, 
And, and this would only make it far, far worse. I mean, if you have officers that are leaving because they're not going to submit to a vaccine mandate, that's less officers on the street than there already is. And we're already shorthanded all across the state. So it would definitely have a, a, a bad impact on on violent crime and the, the safety of the general public. So hopefully it won't happen. Hopefully this law will, will stand up and uh, it'll prevent our members from being forced to the vaccine or the uh, the testing. And, and let's talk about that law you're referring to, and that's the uh, Healthcare Right of Conscience Act. Um, we're talking with um, uh, Chris Southwood. He is the president of the Illinois Fraternal Order of Police, the state's police union uh, for, for police officers, sworn officers of the law. Uh, and uh, when this first came up several months ago, um, Chris, you know, people kind of brushed it off. Oh, people are misinterpreting the law. That's not really what it means. And the governor has executive authority, and he can essentially, you know, uh, wipe that all away because we're in an emergency, right? Uh, that's that seems to be kind of the reaction to the Healthcare Right of Conscience Act. But this law has been on the books. It was passed in 1997, went into effect January 1st, 1998. May have had a few tweaks here and there, but you know, uh, reading clearly from uh, 745 ILCS 70-7. Uh, it, uh, it talks about how um, it's unlawful for any public private employer to discriminate against somebody based off of their medical decisions and their right of conscience in medical decisions. Uh, how do you interpret that? Well, I, I just exactly with what you said, I think initially there were a lot of people coming out and saying this this law doesn't apply. But you gotta understand, those are the folks that were also uh, pushing the mandated vaccine. So uh, they didn't want to throw anything up. It's curious now, though, that, uh, you know, the governor's office, and there does seem to be some uh, desire to maybe change that law in the veto session uh, and and make it to where the the mandates would uh, be upheld or or would be forced upon our membership. So the Illinois Fraternal Order Police will be actively engaged in uh, doing everything we can to stop any changes to the Healthcare Right of Conscious Act, which would put our members uh, uh, directly in line for those mandated vaccines. I think it was originally designed to protect healthcare workers from any repercussions if they refuse to participate in the medical procedures or treatments that they oppose. Uh, but there are many uh, legal minds in Illinois who believe the provisions of the Healthcare uh, Right of Conscious Act apply directly to these vaccine mandates. And I know, uh, in fact, many of them are actually claiming that they refer to the Illinois law as one of the best in the nation for protecting the right to be free from the forced vaccine mandate. So, um, and, and it's not just it's not just the vaccine mandates, right? I mean, the way the law is written, it uh, kind of spells out that you are not to be forced to undergo any medical procedure or take part in any medical procedure that you have a, a conscience uh, opposition to. Uh, it doesn't say it doesn't explicitly say vaccine, but it also does not uh, not say <laughs> vaccine. Right. I mean, the, the way legislation is written, it does allow for a lot of different things to be included in that. Um, so so you're saying that there could be an effort to change the Health Care Right of Conscience Act for the fall veto session, which is uh, just in a few weeks here in Springfield. Where where are you hearing that from? Is that just conversations that maybe lawmakers are, are, are broaching with uh, uh, police unions or. Or uh, where where do you have indication that there could be a, cha- a change to that law? 
Well, I mean, we're very active with the General Assembly. We're monitoring every, you know, almost everything that goes on down there. Um, certainly, with when it comes to the the uh, veto session, because of the you know trailer bills, we're trying to get the, through to make corrections to House Bill thirty six fifty three. So, we know there have been some discussions with the governor's office as far as uh, making changes to the Healthcare Right of Conscience Act. Uh, I, I, I can assure you there absolutely have been discussions regarding that. Um, and like I said, we're going to be adamantly opposed. And uh, we want uh, General Assembly members to know that if you vote for changes in that, we're going to make sure your constituents are aware that you're voting to support uh, these mandated vaccines or, or uh, you know, the uh, uh, testing. Well, so. it's not just that they that they're looking to support uh, the mandates, uh, but it looks like those who would want to change this are willing to uh, take away rights that are spelled out in in state law. Thank you, Greg. You're absolutely correct. You said that exactly the way it should have been said. Uh, if they're going to change the, make these changes, they would be taking away the rights uh, of of our membership to refuse the mandates or the uh, uh, the additional testing which is discriminatory in nature by the law uh, itself. So, yes. Chris Southwood, uh, Fraternal Order of Police President, greatly appreciate your time. Uh, I've got your number now. So uh, as I uh, go about watching what happens at the uh, fall veto session on the ground at the state capitol, I might uh, might have to give you a call. Cool? You give me a call anytime, Greg. I would just like to say real quick, please, uh, for anybody that's looking, uh, go to Liberty Council. They're a nonprofit that provides legal representation to protect religious liberties, and they have been actively seeking to represent those in Illinois who have been unlawfully denied an exemption from these vaccine mandates. So Liberty Council. Liberty All right. Council.